Chinuch. Let's uh, discuss an issue which is normally asked more in the setting of Chinuch from educational institutions than by parents, but already the Yesod applies to both, and so as an important point to discuss. It's what I call the so to speak, the catch-22, which means the either way around. We have a problem when it comes to him. And what's the problem? So, like I said, I'm going to talk about it in the context of an institution, a yeshiva or a koinal, and then afterwards we'll apply it to a family setting also. And that is, on the one hand, we understand that, let's say, when it comes to yeshiva, we work with Messiahs. There was a tradition of how yeshivas run, what yeshivas learn, what the Seydayim is meant to be. And it's not a new thing, it goes back pretty much un- unchanged to the yeshivas of a hundred years ago, and in the principle even to yeshivas of a large of two hundred years ago. And however, the, the, da- the day of yeshivas always is, we don't want to change anything. We have a Messiah how to teach, we have a Messiah how to learn. And we want to give it over to the next star. So we're going to stay the same. And whether it's going to be the topic, and whether it's going to be the tourist Salimud, and whether it's going to be the Sayyidir Ayyayim, or whatever, whatever other factors they're going to be, it's something which, Kilo, we, we consider the Messiah of Hadarani Yeshiva to be something sacrosanct, we're not going to change that. And the, the always stories of those people who wanted to bring innovation into the system, and no, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that, maybe we should change this, maybe we should change that. And we always have the counter of the Rashi Shivas of the time who were very against any changes to the system. And I'm not just talking about changes like the, well, introducing Russian literature or things like that into the system or today, according to be any uh, English topics. Even in, the, even in how to learn, what to learn, in Torah topics, there was also that same resistance to change. That's on the one side. And uh, other, but it's a source of pride. We don't change, we have a Messiah, we do exactly what it always is done. Which is very nice. There's only one side of the story. Because that would be a great, uh, a great way to work, assuming that, just like you keeping a Messiah, nothing is changing, you're assuming that the Talmudim are staying the same as well. And therefore, the same Talmudim be the same approach. And if it's a, that's been a, a time-hallowed tradition of how to teach Torah, then we keep it up because we're going to keep doing the same and we have to get the same results. The question is that Lamaisa, even if the yeshivas want to maintain the standard, the Matthias is that the Talmudian wants the same standard. I don't want to forget anybody, but let's just go back to the original yeshivas of Europe. If you're going to talk about the level of the yeshivas Talmudian in Velazhin at the time or Mir at the time or of Kelm at the time or of any other yeshiva, Chachmir, Leblin, whatever you want it to be, so the Metzias is that the Talmudim of today aren't holding in the same place. And if maybe this was the right approach for them, maybe this was the yeshiva which was needed for them, but the question is, maybe the Talmudim of today aren't holding in the same place. And therefore to try and maintain a standard for people who aren't holding on the standard isn't going to work. That's always the counter argument. And let's give a few examples. Let's give a few examples. What was the point of yeshiva when it was originally established, when it was originally set up by a high Velazhna? So we're talking about people, number one, who were already Tamil Chacham, to some extent. 
and they already had a grounding in Torah. And the idea was to make a kibbutz of Tamil to learn together. It would, it would add to the level of the learning. They would be able to learn on a more deeper level. They'd be able to discuss things together. They'd be able to ec- gain experience or direction from the senior Magid Shirim or Rashi Shivas of the time. So it was a way to, so to speak, better something which already existed. They didn't take any Talmudim who didn't know anything. They, were, they, were, they already had to have a basis and a background in Limud and a basis and a background in the in in, in a sort of, of how much they knew already. And now the idea was to, the yeshiva was going to be the way to you know, improve and enhance their level of learning or their, their the Oymakai or whatever it's going to be. And how does that nash, just to make the question more stark, so now you're saying, no, we're going to keep the same Halimut. That you're in the first Seder and the people Kareem and everything else. But you're talking about Talim today who barely know how to read. Uh, they can't like a learning on the Gemara themselves, some of them. So you're going to say, no, we're, we're maintaining this, the tradition of this is the word to learn well, What learn I'm having difficulty reading the words. And the same thing, Yeshiva's tradition never used to teach Ashkatha or Emona. Why not? We needed that. Everyone knew it already. And Yeshiva tradition didn't used to spend a long time teaching Chumash Rashi. Why not? Who needed it? Everyone knew that already. You, learned, you went to Chayda, you didn't come from nowhere. So you already learned, you already have uh, the basic learning from Yohan. And you already know Chumash Rashi from Chayda. And you already know Mishnayis, because which boy didn't know Mishnayis in those days? And even I'd say a lot of Shas. The Kiyas they already had. So the idea was just to work on the Ion and make the Limud better. Okay, that's what we'll do. But all the other Chalokim of learning, it's like, well, this, isn't, this isn't the starting point. No, we're talking about uh, mature Bachrim or 18, 19, 20, whatever age you came to Vedajan or any other of the yeshivas. And they already have a background which they know a lot. So we're starting from there. And uh, contrast that to today, where the Matthias is that there are a lot of Bachrim going into yeshiva who don't have any of that. They didn't, their homes weren't well enough uh, established on principles of Imunah that they got any kind of clear direction or ashkafa from their families, who for the same reason they didn't get from their parents either. So we hold, so they don't have that. Um, a lot of them somehow managed to coast through school and high school without actually learning anything. And therefore they can't, they don't, they don't know anything. They don't have a bakiyas of half of shas. They don't know any masechtas called already. They definitely don't know halacha. So they haven't even been to Mishnahis. So now we're going to throw them into the same system which was established for uh, people in a different door, people in a different level. So how do we, how do we expect that to work? How do we expect that to work? And the kasha is a kasha, and the kasha keeps getting more of a kasha because as time goes by and as the level or the average median of where everyone's holding drops, so then it becomes a, a bigger and bigger gap between, on the one hand, trying to maintain this is the gold standard, this is what we want to do, and trying to relate that to people who are further and further from that. And the result is one of three, three possible results. The first result is you've created a chasm which can't be crossed. Which means people give up before they start. Because they come and handle on this before I don't know what's going on. I don't understand anything. I don't even have basics. And now you're going to come into a shear which you're talking about uh, on a much, much higher level than I am. Of course, I'm not going to swim. I'm going to drown. And therefore, the one, ask, the one, option, one possible answer that's going to be, okay, why am I going to give up? They're going to think we can't do it. We can't do it. It's, 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 we, 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 we don't... We don't we aren't able to learn on that level. And even let's talk about a more practical thing, which we never mind the level. And that is, the yeshivas are set up, which, uh, with the first state of four and a half hours. Sometimes in Europe it was five hours. 
And we said in Europe it was from nine in the morning till two in the afternoon. But large was also. Okay, so we've uh, kind of cut it down a little bit. Let's say nine thirty till one, three and a half hours. But it's, it's still more or less the morning. One's one unbroken seder. More or less we keep into the museum. But a lot of people say they've never been in a sitting in a room for more than forty five minutes at a time. Remember to sit in the marriage for three and a half hours, it's like way beyond the uh, high school boys are like, how am I going to do that? So what are you meant to do? You have to cut out the morning into periods of 45 minutes each and give them a break every 10 minutes and go out and come back and go out and come back. We say, no, this is the Seder. We're not saying, uh, people can't do it. People can't do it. Uh, I can't. I've, I've been here for an hour already. And the person hasn't trained himself how to focus, now to concentrate, now to remain. And again, looking at where, where they're coming from and what their life experience has been so far, a lot of Brachim never have done that. And it's the same thing comes to second stage. Yeshiva, second stage is a half a day. Three till, three till seven. Maybe three till eight. Or whatever it was. Three hours, four hours. Normal. Second stage. So they learn. So it's a proper stage. And a lot of houses say, the afternoons didn't exist in their day. That was, was a place for it. You have a class. You do and take it easy. And now, four hour afternoon stage. That's too intense. They can't do it. So what's that? To, to break it up. Yeah, and so we're going to do take it off, break it up, give them half the time off, uh, have roundtable discussions about uh, stupid topics. Uh, or, uh, well, what are you meant to do? You want to keep a standard, and this is the yeshiva, and the yeshiva has a way that yeshiva is right. On the other hand, you're talking to people that are very, very far from the starting point that yeshivas began from. And just to say one word in defense of the dough, and that is, yeshivas were really for the elite. No matter, yeshivas then were for the elite. It wasn't everybody who went to yeshiva. It was everyone was accepted into yeshiva. To get into kelm, you had to be... Uh, it was a long process to get accepted to kelm. Not everyone got accepted. To get into Chachmed Iblin, you know, we know. You had to turn the Dafkamar Balpeh to start. For, for the interview. So it was for the elite. It was for the best. The guys who really, really were the Metzliach, they would get accepted to the big yeshivas. And today we've created a system, which is a good thing, but we want everybody to go to yeshiva. But not everybody is the elite. So how are we going to do that? We're going to set every shiv up on the standard that it was for the elite of then. How are, we, how are people going to cope? So that's our first option. People can't. The second. The second. And that is people fool themselves that they are. For sure. They, they listen to a shiv. They argue with the magic shiv. Right? They think they're big him, And they uh, convince themselves that of course we, we, we're being metzliach in the system. And uh, like the Gemara says... That says, We are the Einechem ben Yain. The person thinks I'm a big, I'm a big London and I know how to argue and I know how to We are the Einechem, you might have an Adab Batsem. If you actually think about it, I don't know anything. Now, I can argue a Sugi about Shnai Moixem, but actually I have no idea what the background is, what the Mishnah is above Matthias, what the Gemara is going to say in a few days' time. What, what, it's just, I can get caught up in an intellectual discussion now without any, without any ideas, without any basis, without any. And then, even if for a time a person thinks he's, he's very much there, because in terms of thinking, he's keeping up to Yeshiva's expectations, so he's doing very well. But when someone like that so gets the realization that, you know, I think of myself as the Mitsuyan, as the Tapacher, as whatever it is, uh, but then they're honest with themselves and say, and, and that being the case, how much do I know? And how much of a Tamachacham really am I? So then when a person gets a big, I can cause a big uh, stir. 
because it contains a lot of the cheshek because it suddenly feel radan so much. Those are the two not good options. So what's the, and this is a dilemma which isn't the first time it's been asked. It's been asked hundreds of times. Yeah. So we have to think of them of themselves that they should be good, or yeah, they knew that they're really bad and then No, that's the problem. We're not saying the solution. We're saying the problem. That's the second problem. That uh, people fool themselves to thinking that they that they're on the level they can argue with Rebbe and they can argue with Tzitzis and whatever it is, and they don't even they can also understand. And it's only realize that they don't. They don't have the background. They don't have the, the ideas. They don't have the. Okay, so that's the. Like I said, that's not a new question. It's a question which has come up many times in many different forms, as a, and it's a, it's, a, it's a very real mitzvah. We see, we see the world. We see Bachem Rahaldi. We see what they're up to, what they used to, and what they know, and what they're ready for. And on the other hand, we have a standard. So we meant to lower the standard and say today's yeshivas are meant to be completely, a completely different yeshiva to what the yeshiva was. Today we have to be matim the yeshiva to the door. And uh, so, yes, we'll have a much more relaxed schedule, and we'll add in counseling in the afternoon, and we'll do other topics which the birds are nothing about, because it's good they should know these things as well. And it won't be like the same yeshiva as it was. Then we're not talking to, we're not catering to the same audience. We're not dealing with the same people. Or is there value to saying we don't change anything, yeshivas are yeshivas, we have a Messiah Kadosh, we don't touch it. And then now what do we do with the fact that we, the, the fact that we're dealing with people who aren't on the level for it, definitely yeah, dump it and swim. Because, uh, if you, like I say, if you have to jump in the deep end, then you'll, 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 somehow you have to make it work. Which, oh, we're going to get to that. So which, the, the, that's always the dilemma. I'm taking the two extremes. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, I've given the two positions. Let's explain first what's the counter-argument to each one. In other words, either way you look at it, of course, we can see the, 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 the male of each one. The male of each one is either that we're trying to cater for today's Talmudim, we have to understand where they are and where they're coming from, and try and work with them from the level from zero or from even sometimes minus, wherever it's going to be, in order to get them to a certain level. Or, okay, that's the male. The other, the other, other way is we don't want to lose sight of what yeshiva is meant to be. We don't want to lose sight of what learning was meant to look like, and we don't want to like water it down to something which is very far from the ideal we expect. That's the, that's the argument for each side. What's the argument against each side? It's the argument against keeping the standard. It's obvious people can't do it. People can't do it. You, it's, you're making a system which is impossible to fulfill. What's the argument against? Uh, trying to lower the standard and make everything easier and bring it to where people are holding and help them from where they are. The argument against that is that, and this is always a, always a question, and that is, wherever you define down the level, you lose the level. So once we've decided that uh, a certain level is above our capabilities, so it's like we're locking the door on that. That's not the gate us anymore. The idea of working there for four hours, not so good. The idea of being on the level, not so good. So, so we, we, we're formally abandoning the level, we're now holding on a different door. So we're giving up the shaykhs to that because we've accepted that it's not so good and we've officially locked it and now we're starting a new program. Which means you've, uh, you've, you've surrendered. You've surrendered the fact that we can't be like that anymore and now we have to try and deal with a different Matthias but we, we've lost any hope of, of ever getting to what was. And then that's another question. Is that true? Is that true? Are we ready to surrender that we're no longer on the level to learn on the level on, like they were once? 
we're no longer able to have the expectation of which was once meant. And we're going to formally surrender and then say we are in a new dark. And guys, we've lost it. It's something which is no longer going to get us. That's always the balance. And then there's always the thing we don't want to surrender. We want to. We don't, we don't want to think that we're so far gone that we no longer can get to something. Okay, so that's the two sides of the debate. Now, what I want to talk about is uh, uh, not going to work for everybody, and I agree that and I agree with that as well. And uh, I know that there are those places in Chinuch where the Adrab have focused on the fact that we're dealing with an audience which needs specific help and specific guidance and it's a specific thing. And we'll call it a from rehab or whatever it's going to be rehab for. And then, okay, so then we're talking about something different. You're talking about people who specifically need help in certain areas, whether it's because they've been through too much trauma in their life, whether it's because they've been involved in other things, whether it's because they need someone to be there for them and just introduce, like, through that experience that there's a Gashmak in learning and a Gashmak in Torah as well. That's different and that's a, that's a program to help people who have problems. I'm not talking about things like that, that's for sure a necessary thing for people who need it. I'm talking about the standard yeshiva, for the standard bacha. And the standard bacha is a thing, something which gets lower the whole time. But for whatever the net time period, that door, the standard bacha and the standard yeshiva, which is catering for him, again, not, not problems and not cases of uh, kirov and not cases of addiction, not cases of something which is meant for a specific problem they're trying to help. But whatever the standard yeshivas are going to be, so what about that? And did the doors go down? Yes, they do. I heard from Maria Virabi of Flamme many years ago, about 25 years ago. He asked me once, he called me up and he said to me, How long do you think you read us a Doris? He said, Talk about you read us a Doris. How long is a Doris? How is a Doris? I normally want to, okay, quiet. So he said, In my experience, a Doris is three years. So every three years is a different Doris. You can't talk the same way to them that you spoke three years ago. It's a different Doris. When I was years later, I was speaking to Hashem Favarsky, who was a Magadshir in, in Beriyaka, in Revolvers, the Mashkiach. So he, saw him, he told me the story of Hashem Revolvers. And then he said to me, he said, and I was surprised he said it takes so long. Because was actually so surprised, it takes so long to drop, drop a door. I thought it would be less than that. But okay, whatever it is. But uh, so, yes, people change. So, here, for the, for the average, for the standard, what's the right approach? What's the right approach? That's the background to the discussion. If one day you'll be Rosh Hashivas or involved in Chinuch of the Tzibros, then I'm sure you'll have a, what to say about it. Why does it not get to Chinuch? Because even if you're not running a Moisad, but Pe'amis is the Yisad is true in every family. And that is, do we define down what we want? Do we have an idea what this is what, what we're trying to achieve? This is the godless we're trying to aim our children to? And we want, them, we want to tell them about what we, what, that, that's what we look up to, that's what we respect, that becomes the gold standard, that becomes the dream. Or do we give up and say, that's not the door. That's not the door. Lower the expectation. Lower the expectation. Bring down the, 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 bring down the goalposts. I've heard, and I've heard people say that. Like we, in today's door, you're trying to tell your children that they should be Tamil Chachomim, that they should like, you know, Shas, uh, like you're dreaming. Let's talk about the fact that they should be good, you know, Shemir Torah Mitzvah, and that they should be Kavayitim every day. Is that a good thing to do? Are we trying to lower the standard that makes it more accessible? And then we've lost the standard. If what we're trying to push our children to become is a shamitary mitzvah, so then we've completely lost the idea of somebody who's a Tamil Chacham. That's the one. That's the argument. The one way. What do you say? You're being unrealistic. 
You bring on realistic. You tell your children to know shas. Come on, you're really expecting to know shas. They haven't got the background. They aren't in that world. They have nothing. Nothing is It's just keeping Shabbos. So what's the right thing to do? As a parent, also, you want to give your children some kind of a direction. Where are we pushing them to get to? Where are we pushing them to get to? We're trying to push them for godless. And Amosogam of Godless is the parents, and that's that's a twenty years older than the child. That's seven days, eight days ahead of them. Or we're talking in their Mosogam. We're going to lower the expectation. Like I said, the, the danger with that is, then that's now the high point. You've lost anything above that. If that's what you're aiming for, is this, and then that becomes the goal, then it means you've locked the door in anything more than that. It wasn't even in the, wasn't even the game. Just like today, no one's going to say that, you know, you've got to work on being a tzaddik because you want to be there to get in the Leo. Or a Kodesh. We don't talk like that anymore. Which means we've locked, we've locked that door. No one even thinks about that. No one even tries. Rechaim Vital wrote in Shari Kedusha. He says, he says in his door, he says it's an easy thing to do. People just know how to do it. Okay, so he said 400 years ago. We're not holding by that, and it's true. So we don't even try. But, which means it's not even in people's consciousness. No one even thinks, I'm going to try and be a, such a tzaddik that I'll be Zerka to give you. No, we're not holding by that. We don't, we don't have it. Like, we're not going to be in the VM either. It's also a locked door. So if you're going to say, knowing Shas, being a Tamil Chacham is in the same category, that's another door we're locking. Not Nagir. Let's be good by the boss. Maybe do that uh, We don't want to do that. We don't want to have, we concede defeat. So what's the answer? Then we will lock the door to get the like, why can't we lock the door and something else? Because we understand. Well, then we're locking that door. And maybe we shouldn't okay, do that. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the right thing then either. Rav Chaim said it was the wrong thing to do. He said, I don't know, why, why are you blocking people getting there? It's not impossible. Okay, so let's, let's start with two hanachas. Let's start with two hanachas. The first hanachah is. And this is uh, the first anach is like this. The first anach is that, and this is the basic anach of Yiddishkeit, which no one argues with. This everyone, everyone agrees. This is out of place. And that is, we all know, a person has the ability to change. A person has the ability to change. That's not out of place. No one's condemned to being a certain way because of the way they were brought up. No one's condemned to be a certain way because of their past. No one's condemned to being a certain way because of their dark. A person has the ability to change. How much can a person change? Even today, you can see people who have changed 100 percent, 100 degrees. You saw a story sometimes of gay room. They go from one extreme to the other extreme. They're willing to change everything in their lives. If a person is able to change, that's part of bechira, and it's something you can't you can't cha- you can't take away. There's a mitzvah so somebody can change, and somebody can improve, and someone can be different to what they were before. And the Chatz Levinstein, the friend of Rachel, used to say. If once people start arguing with that principle, then you destroy Bechir. Because Bechir isn't just a shayla of, I can do a bit better. Or I can try a bit harder. Bechir is 100%. I can change my life tomorrow. If I want to, I can. And, if you're, and doing something less than that, he said you've been kofir in Bechir. It's not, a, a person can change if he wants to. If he doesn't want to, it's a different story. But he can if he wants to. And there's no limit to how much a person can change. So to say that, ah, look at this person's being, look at his past, look what he's holding, look what he's up to, look what he hasn't done so far. Does that mean, that, and therefore? And therefore he's holding here at a certain place. Does that limit his ability to change? 
you're going to say because of a person's history or because of a person's uh, society or because of a person's capabilities that limits his ability to make decisions to change, then you've destroyed his bechir. And now we know that's against the uh, ikir in Torah. A person's ability to be bechir from one extreme to the other extreme. And a person can go from being a tzaddik, like a coin god, like the Gemara says, to being a fighter. And it go the other way around as well. A person can go from being the biggest kofa to being the coin god. A person's ability to change is unlimited. Now, and therefore, to so look at anybody and say that I'm deciding you can't become greater because you're in a situation where you can't change, it's clear. It's not true. As long as the person loves his ability to change and change completely. And me, Leonard Godel, from people like Rabbi Akiva that did that. The change at the age of 40 from being strong at 40. The age of, the age of 40 from being an Amoritz. He didn't know he said himself to becoming uh, the greatest of the Tanoi. And there are other examples like that as well in the times of the Tanoi. And we have examples like that in the times of the Rishonim, in the times of the Rishonim, and the Aliyah The fact that a person can change isn't limited by his experience and isn't limited by what he's done so far. That's an idol of faith we're all accepting that. That's a Yamis Nishkov Satayim. It affects him, and a person has nisyanis, but that doesn't mean he can't change. A person can always change. A person can always change. That's the first yisod. The second yisod, and we can't minimize this either, because there's also a yisod battle in time, and that is nisyata dishmai. You can't. We see it. We see it. Nisyata dishmai, and the Chazal say this story. It's not a new thing. The Chazal say the story, and they talk a few mishal. We'll just give one out of a few mishal. Chazal give. Of the Melech who was standing on top of a tower. And he said, Who wants to climb to me? Who wants to climb the tower to meet me? You look up, you look up, you look up, and you see this enormous tower. I mean, you can't even hardly see this one on the top of it. Who wants to climb the tower? And he says, Okay. So, how many people are volunteering to climb a tower like that? And uh, it's a Midrash. And the Midrash says, It's worth it to try. If the Melech wants me up there, he will reward me for trying to get next to him, so I'm going to try. And I answered that the first one we tried and, take, and he says there was stairs One flight of stairs, a second flight, a third flight, a fourth flight It's like wow, it's like still a way to go Until eventually he gets to whatever flight of stairs it was And then he sees that there's in the marshal of the Midrash was, There was a rock so Hold on to the rock, we'll pull you And today if you have an example today If you tell someone who wants to climb the Empire State Building 100 floors But start And you'll see on the 10th story there's a lift there's that event, I'll pick you up the rest. Uh, it's Chazal's marshal, and what, the man, what they're trying to bring is exactly this point. And that is, you can't, don't forget the Siyat Dishmah. Which means, you look at something which is very far away, you look at something which is very hard to do, and the answer is going to be, just try, because it's going to be Siyat Dishmah. It's going to be Siyat Dishmah. It's just a question of how much you have to do until Hashem sees you're serious enough to give you that Siyat Dishmah. And when that's the case, so once you once you have the elevator, then you can go up 300 floors. It doesn't make a difference. Once you, it's not you working anymore; you're being pulled up. Once there's a rope and Chazal's marshal, which is going to pull you up, so I just hold on and get pulled. And that's the same you said here. Don't discount that. If you look at someone and say, ah, "Look at his background. <laughs> look, he does nothing. What's going to be with him? He's going to change so much. He's going to somehow learn and get back to a path." If, even, if, even if you're going to concede that's what he wants to he said but it's just too wide a gap to cross too wide a river to cross too, too big a difference again that's clear there is the Dishmai and Hashem is willing to help people and it doesn't change Bechira doesn't change we always have Bechira 
Siyad Dishmai doesn't change, you always have to say Siyad Dishmai. If a person deserves it. If a person deserves it. There those, those are two uh, factors which, however low the door is going to get, and however bad you're going to become, and however little you're going to know, that doesn't change. That doesn't change. Those are, those are absolutes. The, 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 why? Because they're both written in the Torah. We know the Torah is always true. And the Torah looks at the Chira. It says, You have absolute choice from the one extreme to the other extreme. And that's the Torah gives us always. As long as you're here, the Chira. You can choose, and you can choose. There's no limit to what you can choose to become. That's the one point. The second point, that this Yad Dishmaya is also the Torah. That, uh, that uh, Hashem tells us that uh, we learn from Lama Pesukim, which the Shaitur was right at the beginning, that, uh, that the notion is that Kodesh Baruch gives them, helps them to do, when they can't do it more, that's not Kodesh Baruch else to Yad Dishmaya. Those are two facts which we will never change. So now with that in mind, let's go back to our, our discussion before. And that is, before we decide what you're going to use as a tool in Chinuch, we have to clarify our Anashkofa first. Is it possible for somebody in today's door, somebody who hasn't got the experience and hasn't got the background and hasn't been learning properly and uh, everything else which they haven't been doing right, is it still possible for them to become a Talmud Chacham? Is it still possible for them to get to a Dargah of Torah? And the answer is yes. Of course it is. If an Amoris doesn't know anything to get there, if a person can become a Ger and doesn't know what Yiddish guide is, then of course, why can't a person today become a, become a greater as well? There's, there's, there's no, the Dar might be lower, but it doesn't mean that a person can't achieve. It doesn't mean that a person can't achieve. And it doesn't mean a person can't achieve in the context of if he wants to, number one. And number two, when he does, and it's the other way. And then, the, so that, if that's the case, the primary point, the primary point is to work on, because it has to come first, the person's Bechir. The person's Bechir. And this is the most important point. Because when Mitzad the Talmud, or Mitzad the child, he thinks, what do you expect from me? I can't do that. I'm not going to be like that. I'm not even going to try. If that's the case, he's not going to try. If he's not going to try, then he doesn't do Bechir to try. And he's not going to get the Seyad Ishmael either. And then Yitaka won't be Matzich. And if, you're going to, if we're going to be the ones to reinforce us and say, Is Taka true? You can't do it. Is Taka true? Don't even bother. It's a waste of your time. So then the same thing applies too. He's not going to want to. He's not going to do it. You, you can't force somebody to be Goich or something. And therefore, by lowering... I'm talking as a parent first. By lowering our expectation for our children, we're destroying the potential of having Bechir for that. If we're going to tell our children, we expect you to know, if there's something called a tzaddik, there's something called a tamil chacham and there's something called a tzaddik who a person has been mashalim b'midaisah. That's what we look up to, that's what we see in the Avais, that's what we see in the Tanayim Akdash, that's what we see in Agdalei Adar. You can be like that also. Okay, it takes time, it's a life's job, it doesn't happen overnight, but to try to be like that, of course, why can't you also be like that one day? Okay, so maybe you'll have the Bechir that he really wants to try. And I always say this, Bechir isn't wishful thinking. It's not like, wow, that would be amazing. Bechir means I really want to do it and I'm prepared to do what it takes to get there. We'll talk about that another time. But the, at least I'm giving him the opportunity. 
What am I going to say? Yeah, tzaddikim, there were people who lived a long time ago. Us, it's good enough for us if we just try to, you know, keep, keep the mitzvahs and uh, learn a little bit on the side. Well, it's, that's more than enough. Hashem doesn't expect more from us. You've actively destroyed his bechir. Because he's going to be boycher to be more than that. You've told him, this is what I want you to be. You've set that as the goalpost. So then where's someone going to be boycher to be better than, he, when you, than the expectation you have of him? And if that's the case, we never want to lower the expectation. We never want to lower the expectation because a person can achieve. A person can achieve. And if he, he, what it needs is, he has to really want to do it. And the more we, put, we, we make it something which you could do, and something which is not impossible, and that we learn from the Torah too. The Torah tells us, Hashem tells us about the whole Torah. It's not too hard for you. It's not impossible. It's Hashem was talking about, according to Rashi, the whole Torah. He says, it's It's not hard for you. We want to follow that Chinuch principle also. The more you're going to make it feel, someone feel, I can't do it. It's a different door. Forget about it. You didn't live in the shtetl of 200 years ago. You can't be telling me, you wasted 15 years in high school already. It's, uh, you're making it impossible for him. You're going to run his Bechir to try. The way that is the opposite. Say, of course you can do it. It's, it's hard. You have to work. You have to want to. But it's It's possible. It's possible. We don't want to lower the standard. I was once in a van with other Meshkechim. And one Meshkech got up. I mentioned his name. And he said that, they said, let's face it, the Talmudim we're dealing with, the American Jews in Israel, Talmudim we're dealing with, he said, none of them are going to be G'dayli. They're coming off the high school, they've been doing whatever they're doing. None of them are going to be G'dayli, let's face it. We were working with the Kilo guys, you have to try and push them a different direction. So, by nature, I don't think I'm an argumentative person. I got up and said, you don't deserve to be a Meshkech. So how can you destroy everybody's potential? You decide, my Roshan, I don't deserve to be a G'dayli? They did that to be G'dayli. But you have to tell them that. If you're going to tell me, you know, you guys have no chance, of course they won't manage. And you want examples of that? In our own door. And I don't mind saying names because the people used to say it themselves publicly. G'daylim, of the greatest Rosh Hashivas they were alive in the last hour, all grew up in American public school. In Yitzhak, China. He used to come to Yeshiva once a year and he used to tell the Bachrim, Bachrim, you're better than me. Until I was 17, I was in, uh, I think it was called Peabody High School in Pittsburgh. I only opened the Gemara when I was 17. And he became the Shri of Kaminat. And he went to the story of Rav Nassim Tzvi. He used to tell the story about himself also. That he, he, he also grew up in high school and he came, started learning seriously and he came to Eretz Yisrael. I'll give you more stories also. The, the, the idea that because a person is a different start or is in the same place, doesn't have the same mishpach or doesn't have the same society, means it destroys their chance of godless, that's a, it's a fear. If, if, and if the Mechanchim think like it, they don't deserve to be Mechanchim. You're destroying Talmudin. You're destroying Talmudin and making them feel that they can't achieve. And for sure, our own children. You're destroying your children's chances. You've got to make them feel they can achieve. Of course they can. They have to try. It doesn't come naturally. That's true. They have to work. But of course, if you wanted to, you could do it. And that's the first to say. We don't want to ruin the system. We don't want to bring down the standard. We want to say, yeah, the shivers is a lost case. Today the door can't do it because then we actively the ones destroying it. Not the Talmudin. It's the Rosh Hashim who decides that I'm going to change the Seder Ayyam because my Talmudim can't learn four hours. He's the one destroying the Talmudim, not destroying the Yeshiva, not them. We have to go the other way around. And we say, this is what the Yeshivas always were. You can do it too. You can do it too. We're not losing the expectation. We don't think, we're not losing our, our vision for what we think you can do. Oh, it's hard for me to sit four hours. I can't do it. 
Okay, so go to and take a coffee and come back again. We know it's going to happen. So what we're setting up a system to fail, it's not failing. It's setting up a system with an expectation of one year you'll be able to do it. Maybe not in the first year, maybe in second year. You know it, maybe in third year. But it's setting up a system which is an expectation that you're going to do it one day. And right now it's all okay, so take the breath. And I heard this again from the Gdali Meshkech, from Yafa and others, that the Bakun comes to you, can't sit for four hours. So he says, so don't. Sit for two. Take a time of breath and come back again. I heard from someone who's a Meshkech today, I work, I'm working with him in a certain yeshiva. He said, when he was a Bakun in Kvar Chassidim, he went to the Yafa and said, I can't sit four hours, three hours, seconds later, it's too long for me. He said, there was one little, like, Makorot in Kvar Chassidim at the time. So Dov told him every day when he feels too much you, go to the Makorot, buy yourself a bag of Bisley, eat it and come back and carry it. Take a break. Oh, this year? We don't change the standard. If someone has a hard time, okay, so we'll make it easier for you. But don't change, don't forget, this is what one day you're going to do. It's not, okay, so say to now is only an hour and a half. Then you're never going to get more than that. Keep things, keep it what it's meant to be. People can't do it. Okay, so we'll, we'll understand. We, we, we're forgiving. We understand. It'll take you time to get there. And remember, Hashem works like that too. He hasn't lowered the Shulchan Aruch. There isn't the updated version for 2023. Oh, it's hard for us? Okay, Hashem is... Uh, he understands. It takes some people time sometimes. But the expectation is still there. It doesn't change. And the same over here. We don't want to lose the standard. We don't want to lose the goal. That stays the same. And people can still do it. Oh, it's harder for them. It's going to take them time. You're going to have to fill in whatever it is on the side to make up last time. What they didn't do? Okay. So the Arab Seder will provide Shirim on Ashkafa, will provide Shirim on Halacha, whatever they didn't get from before, Chumash, Rashi, whatever it's going to be, we'll find, we'll find time. We're not judging the standard. That's why you're gaining two things. You're gaining the fact that, number one, the standard is still there. The expectation is still there. And other Arab, you're working with people to help them to feel that one day you're going to achieve it. One day you're going to achieve it. We don't want to give up on you. We don't want to feel that you're unable to achieve. You're going to get there. Oh, it takes time. But the one thing is important. It needs Bechira. It needs Bechira, which means the person has to decide, I want to. It's always easy to find excuses. I didn't do it because of this, and I had a, I had a terrible rabbi in third grade, and my friends bullied me in fourth grade, and my parents were like this. It's always easy to find the excuses. What you have to work on first is the Bechira. If a person wants to change, okay, so then I know. But even with all that, you still can. It's not like, ah, what do you expect from him? Okay, he had such a hard time. You're right. And now that means we're giving up on you? That means you can't do better? No, you still can do better. We understand it's harder for you. Okay, but doesn't mean we have to give up. So you can still change. We push people to be boycha. You can still achieve. However, wherever, wherever the story was, now, as much as you write about the past, so what? You can still achieve in the future. We're not giving up. We're not lowering the standard either. We want to keep the standards it's meant to be. We want people to try and achieve what they can because they can and because it happens. And we see Nishiva. The same boys every time at first is, ah, I can't, the whole set, ah, to learn the whole Gemara, ah, no, to know, finish them, impossible, impossible, impossible. But if you convince them to try and to work, by the time they get to 30, they're doing it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a growth process which people can get to. And therefore, we don't want to change that. We don't want to give up on them and say, you can't do it anymore. You can Oh, it makes it harder, so they have to uh, apply themselves more. That's what Sayyid Ishmael comes in. They have to want to. They have to try. And when they do this, Sayyid Ishmael today, like there always was. And that's not, it can still be the same. We can still bring this to We can still have people who know Shas. We can still have the, uh, the, the, the success that the Shiva world is meant to produce. We just got to make sure not to kill it ourselves. 
by destroying the option of people to be matzlich. <laughs>